Everything is powered by skin money. All right. <laughs> And it's really funny to say it that way. Why would you say it like that? Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, part nine of our Star Guardian special. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hedge. Oh, God. My computer tried to crap out on me. What's up? Star Guard? <laughs> the Stardians is killing my PC. <laughs> we're back. Sort of. Uh, sort of. <laughs> no, we're back. And we're close. We're close to the end here. We're at the home stretch. You can see the finish line. You can see the crowd of people cheering. Don't give up now. Take a sip of water and keep trudging forward. We only have one more to go, folks. We're but, we're so close. <laughs> yeah, we're so close. Uh, but obviously, we have to start like we always start with housekeeping. So you can listen to us everywhere. Contact us at podcastcore at gmail.com. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info. Follow us on any platform that you prefer or all the platforms because that helps us with discoverability. And then leave a like, a comment, or a short review. And a lot of you have been doing that. And we appreciate that. Seeing the feedback is always awesome. Uh, but the easiest way is word of mouth to tell one friend to learn to be human by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get into a contender for best grill, baby. <laughs> I don't know about that. This I, seems like, like a late inclusion. Hey, 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 hey. So well, a bit of a spoiler if you haven't read the comic yet, but we're getting to see uh, Star Guardian Oriana. Yeah. And back in the day where I was like actively playing League of Legends, I loved playing Oriana. Yeah. Uh, I was a Oriana mid spammer flash teleport. So just <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to ruin everyone's day. <laughs> Yeah, so let's get into a quick recap, because it's been a bit, right? If you've been with us all the way up to this point, awesome. If you haven't, you're jumping in here. I don't know why you would watch the last movie in the series first, uh, but the quick recap. So we started with the intro to the main team. We did the t Camp Targon trip. We did the slumber party, the intro to the veteran team, then the park incident, Ari Gaiden, and then Twin Stars, which was part one, two, and three. And then we did the Star Cross comic in the last part, which was comic one and two. Yeah, so if you're hopping in now, you have missed a lot. And luckily, <laughs> luckily, we did hit the record button. So you could go check out those other parts if you want and then meet us back here. Otherwise, uh, yeah, yeah, you might be a little bit lost, but we'll still go. We'll still go if you're okay being lost. I, I'm fine with them being lost if you want to yeah, continue. Yeah, if you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. Okay, yeah, we're cool with it then. <laughs> Everybody's cool. Everybody's vibe check. Vibe check. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's hop into it so we start with this is comic three so this one's labeled clockwork and we travel to a new part of the galaxy as we talked about galaxies in the other uh part uh we travel to hextech minor which is in the piltovian galaxy and we start with senna and zaya in a corner like spying on star guardian oriana practicing being human and understandably senna's like okay 
what the hell's going on here? She's like, it's a robot that becomes human and then a star guardian. And Zai's like, yeah, what's so confusing about that? And she's like, how is that possible? And the obvious answer is magic. And then we move on from there. Uh, but we know the real answer is the money they make from the skin. Yes, yes. Uh, everything <laughs> is powered by skin money. All right. <laughs> and it's really funny to say so it that way. Why would you say it like that? <laughs> for that. For that reaction. <laughs> Um, I do. I do really enjoy the panels here and the dialogue of just of just Cinna being like, "No, Zaya, seriously, what the hell is going on here?" And Zaya just being like, "Magic. The obvious answer is magic. <laughs> like, it, it, it's very tongue in cheek, and I enjoy that kind of humor. So, uh, the, these first panels for this comic are very entertaining to me. Yeah, and then you remember we picked up Seraphin in the last comic. So she's ready to rush in and introduce herself, right? She's very forward, very bubbly, and she's very loud about it. And then suddenly a chaos portal opens because, like we mention all the time, when you have a bunch of Star Guardians together, the more you have, the more chance you have of something crazy happening. So it looks like the Zoe's planet that we know from before. Uh, and Zaya loses focus and immediately rushes towards it. And she's screaming Rakan's name in a dramatic fashion. And everyone is surprised that she's doing this. Uh, because remember, Oriana doesn't technically know they're there yet. And immediately when she gets close to the portal, she's attacked by one of the hounds we've seen um, Senna fighting in the past. And this hound jumps out of the portal uh, and attacks Zaya. Yeah. Uh, and this is also like an interesting precursor into getting into... Or uh, not really getting into, but kind of foreshadowing like the mate of this comic, which is less about getting Oriana to join the team and more that the team is actually going to figure out what Zaya's plan is. Because up to this point, Zaya's just been trying to build the dream team. Uh, and But the dream team had no idea what their goal was. But now she's running into a portal uh, per Senna's direct quote, she's running into the grinder, screaming some boy's name. So, <laughs> like, it's kind of foreshadowing of like, okay, yeah, uh, Zaya, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, what's really going on? So we then have Oriana luckily intervene to save her because it's in the same area that she's hanging out in. And then a ton of hounds start pouring, pouring out <coughs> of the portal. And the team's kind of angry at how reckless Zaya's being at this moment because this is their, supposed to be their leader, right? And it almost cost her her life. Uh, but they do begin working together to take out hounds. It's a bit slow, and they're like, at this pace, it's not going to work. And then Oriana steps up and steps in with the ultimate we know so well um, by sucking them all in and then wiping out the remaining hounds in one move. Yeah, uh, so uh, again, I used to love playing Oriana, so this panel for me, <laughs> scum, chef's, scum. chef's kiss, um, but uh, it's also really entertaining because like the uh, to see the way that they kind of put the pieces together here because Zaya wants to recruit Oriana to be the strategist and Oriana is, you know, yes, she's kind of confused by the fact that these three star guardians just popped out of nowhere uh, and all these hounds popped out of nowhere too. Yeah. But she immediately analyzes the threat, uh, you know, puts it a threat level substantial. <laughs> now allying <laughs> with other star guardians. <laughs> uh, and then she goes to work. And so, the, you know, kind of is like, okay, this is the missing piece that we need. And these panels put it together. And then 
Oh, man. Oh, man. Yes. Give me more Oriana ults. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So after this happens, naturally, Oriana now knows they're there. Uh, She mentions that she kind of gets a grasp on their mission, and it seems to be sub-1% chance of success. And then Zaya gets, you know, she goes into mean girl mode and tells Oriana that she's not factoring in the power of love, which as a programmer is hilarious. I saw that and I immediately <laughs> I almost fell out of my chair. That is ridiculous. And everybody agrees. Like, yeah, you have to factor in emotions and love when it comes to a statistic <laughs> of probability. What? So the team tells Oriana, well, listen, we're heading to Earth. We know that you're trying to be more human. And high schools in Earth are on Earth are full of humans. And you can practice all you want there. And she gets really excited, makes a super creepy face in this panel, and takes up their offer immediately. And then she also informs, by the way, Zaya, something or someone is following you. And Zaya's like, I know. And we finish with a panel of Sarah and Ari kind of looking down from space or from the atmosphere of this planet. Yeah, um, as I love that they do have like an, a lot of fun with just how gross it is to be like, you're not factoring the power of love, but <laughs> uh, this is very much a magical girl trope, right? Yeah. Like they, not only just the power of magic in the universe, but the power of the most of the Japanese magical girl uh, comics and shows. Uh, it's more the power of friendship than just like outright calling it love. Yeah. You know, it's like you go and fight for your Nakama because everyone knows that Naruto and One Piece are the most, you know, glorified <laughs> magical girl comics. Um, but but still like that, that power of friendship and love is a very powerful thing in this genre. So yeah. uh, they they're hammering in here. I mean, they use a a two-by-four to hammer it in, but they hammer it in. (laughs) Yeah, that wraps up that one and takes us to the uh, fourth comic, which is Hope. And this one takes us back to familiar grounds. We head back to Valorian City on Earth a few weeks later from this point, which is pretty fast. We talked about, like, we don't really know the relation of the galaxies to each other and their Star Guardians, so we're not going to try to do the math, right? But we do start off with Zaya kind of monologuing, which is a consistent theme through the beginning of these comics. And she's talking about the trials that her and Rakan went through during the corruption period of their lives. And then we see the group getting ambushed by a bunch of hounds again on, you know, this at this new location. But the difference is that these hounds and these monsters are dark energy monsters, which are different from the chaos monsters that we've known up to this point. And they also detect fighting happening on the other side of the city. So they know the other teams are doing work here too, but unfortunately they're just as busy. So they can't assist each other. Uh, And this, you know, is a point that we keep you know, hammering in over and over again ourselves, which is that the more star guardians appear in one location, the more that the darkness is going to follow them. And that's why we even have Oriana here saying that there are multiple galactic level threats uh, that are being fought off at that time. But uh, they do, I do like that. They kind of mention that it's like, Oh yeah, that a group fighting near us, that must be the new blood. Yeah. So they're, they're already kind of, you know, kind of, tilting their hat off to the next group that we'll kind of touch on later at the moment. Not too much to touch on, but uh, so it's nice to see that it's like, yeah, they're already pulling them into the story. So that's cool. Yeah. And then we get the appearance of 
<clears throat> the person who's leading these chaos monsters into this, or these uh, dark energy monsters into this space, which is Dark Rakan. And he appears to kind of confront Zaya. She immediately sees him. Once again, she rushes away from the group um, to confront him. And there's some banter between the two while in her head she's monologuing about love and hope and all those shenanigans. And then Seda kind of kills a sneaking hound and heals, you know, the beat-up Zaya at the same time. And that snaps her back to reality of what's going on. At this point... Rakan then pins her up uh, against the wall with one of his feathers and begins telling her that, you know, she's outside her depth here, that all that love and hope and all that nonsense is not going to work. And he also mentions that even though she likes to deny it, there's still a little bit of darkness inside her that has nothing to do with Zoe's corruption. And this makes her mad and sends her over the edge and she sends a barrage of feathers at him. But at this point, Rakan's like, I'm going to chill out. And he steps back through the portal he came through and it zips closed while they still have to deal with all these monsters. And we get a bunch of uh, angry, mean girl Zaya panels after mm -hmm. it. Um, I will say that she I've like- She has a foul mouth. Oh, I don't yeah. Mean, I don't mean foul like, you know, chicken feathers. Like You, you get what I mean? <laughs> That's not where I'm Bro. going with it. Bro, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> um, I, will, I will say, though, that like I am like- like one of the things that like kind of frustrated me with this was uh just how casually they mention kind of Seneva's abilities in all of this because like with with the chapter the very first chapter when we get to see Senna as a star guardian you know she is being a badass and she's taking people out uh you know and doing her thing but we never get to see like any of her like in-game abilities and then, like, with Seraphine and with Oriana, we get, like, these dramatic, like, panels of, like, yeah, here's one of their abilities in-game. Uh, and even when we were covering the short stories, uh, like, following Lux and Jinx and uh, uh, Syndra, like, the we didn't have panels of it, but we still had a lot of descriptions of, like, how, like, they're using their in-game abilities and how badass it is. And then with this one, Seta is just like, once again, just shooting a monster. And then it's like, oh, by the way, I'm also support. <laughs> and just like casually throw it in there. And like Seta got, got no love in this yeah. as far as like the actual in-game translation. It, it, that kind of was just like, really, guys? Really? We're, we're not, we're, we're not going to touch her? Okay. Okay. She's still badass. But okay, okay. Yeah, we're we're at the halfway point of this episode. It's probably worth mentioning that the shift of narrative uh, from obviously the medium of writing, so the short story versus the comics, has done a bit of detriment, especially when we get to the ending here of how they're moving through this part of the story, because it's a lot of content to try to blast through. And in the comic, you don't have that much space, uh, which is why a lot of the stuff that Hetch is mentioning is happening. But Back to the story, you know, we get that move from Senna, then we have the dark monsters happen, and then you have, you know, Sarah and Ari show up to help, and then you have, like, the mean girl scene with Zaya popping off on her mouth, and then you have another point of contention where at the end here, we finish up with Zaya kind of conceding to team up one more time, but she mentions that, you know, after this, after she saves Rakan, she's done with Sarah and Ari, and determined to never fall to the darkness again, and kind of just done with the business of Star Guardians in general. And that's a big plot point, right? That's something that's kind of coming out of left field uh, for her to, like, we know she goes through these fits and rages, uh, but that one really surprised me at the end here. 
Yeah, I mean, it, but it also is kind of on in character here because we do get to see like a panel of just how much of the darkness that Zaya is having to fight off because we get to see uh, that cor Zoe's corruption still kind of coming up to the skin surface. So the it's kind of on brand because it, they've spent this whole all these stories so far just hammering in how upset Zaya is at her old team. Yeah. Um, and even after she was saved from the corruption, she was not ready to forgive them. So if they're going to be star guardians and she has no intention to forgive them, it kind of makes sense that she would not want a part of it. Um, uh, I, I will say that it is kind of surprising though, to just be like, to just outright say that she's not going to be a star guardian at all because it, it's the universe. How yeah. many different like systems have we jumped to in this series of comics so far? Like we've been to Demacia, uh, uh, Demacia uh, sector, uh, yeah. Piltover sector, and uh, a Targon sector, quote unquote, to like get Seraphine. So it's like it's like yeah, there's put go somewhere else and just do your own thing. Like why, why you got to make a seat, like making the Facebook post of like, yeah, I'm yep. done with social media. <laughs> like, <laughs> like we don't care. That's the perfect way to put it. <laughs> so this takes us into <laughs> the final comic and oh, disclaimer. Lord. We're going to rag on this a lot. Um, yeah, yeah, and and Riot brought it on themselves. Yeah, listen, we show a lot of support. We like a lot, like 90% of the stuff, bangers. This? <laughs> okay, let's get into it. So this final comic is called Embrace, and this is the final comic in this series. And we fast forward a month, so we're doing another jump, which is a bit, you know, tilting, but whatever. And we're in the Chaos Dimension. So the Guardians are just battling Rakan. They're battle damaged. We see Rakan, you know, in his dark mode. And most of this comic, he's doing a lot of riffing himself, just being the, like, uh, hyperbole of Rakan's personality. Uh, and they're struggling against him. And in addition to this, there's a bit of darkness still in Zaya. And she's attempting, it's attempting to take over while they're trying to accomplish this very important task. Uh, the girls are kind of supporting her internal fight while Rakan's trying to push her over the edge. And he's like, come on, baby, come back to me. And we can just get these girls out of here kind of thing. And they all do like a, oh, we come together and do our big attack that you see in most magical shows and they barely scratch him. And at this point is when Senna cast another spell that we haven't seen uh, missed that conceals their presence for a while. So they can think of a plan. Yeah. And the use of mist so much better than our last chapter, because it's like actually serving a pretty big plot point here. So it was like, kind of brought me back in of just like, yeah, okay, cool. Y'all didn't just do Senna dirty. Yeah. Um, but the this whole leading up to this, all of Rakan's riffing, like the last chapter, like some of his lines were just too cheesy. Yeah. But I was like, ah, I, I get it. He's supposed to be the bad guy, so I'm not supposed to be enjoying it. So okay, that's fine. Whatever. His dialogue in this, like up to this point of the chapter, is just so bad. <laughs> it's it's not good. Like I, I I got to like I had to go back like a panel or two because I was like, oh, I I just skipped Oliver Khan's lines because I got I read the first line that he said. It was like, no, I can't read. No, I need to make sure there's nothing I'm missing. But it's like, God, just shut up, dude. <laughs> 
Yeah, I agree. It, you know, w- when you have two characters in this overarching story we've been doing with Ezreal and Rakan, they're both the riffing characters, and they have a lot of screen time when it comes to riffing. It it kind of wears on you when you get this it, deep into it. Yeah, I think I think it's less that it's like it's because we're this deep into it, and more that it's like it, it, this. Rakan's lines of these last two chapters have felt lazy. Cause yeah. like, and yeah. and it's not that the other ones weren't lazy. They were still lazy, but they were lazy in the way of we're just going to directly take their lines from in game. Yes, their references, and so that it's like, yeah, it's lazy, but I get what you're doing. Yeah. You're bringing, you're connecting it to a game that I fell in love with. This is just lazy. This this is just like <laughs> this is just like oh, let me pull out the thesaurus and take one of his in-game quotes and use different words. This <laughs> reminds you know stuff. what you're right. This actually remind like Rakan in this chat in this comic issue reminds me of the Joker, Jared Leto's Joker from Suicide Squad. Like it's that type of cheesy. Oh God, you're of that right. cheesy evil where they're like. His Joker is definitely a reference to the old Joker, but they're like, how can we make this our own? And Rakan's lines make me feel exactly how I felt watching that. God, you're right, and I I just don't want you to be right. Like, I just don't want you to be right, but you are. And it upsets me. (laughs) So while they're in this mist, they mention, okay, Zaya, you have to come up with the plan. Because you know him best, right? He's your boyfriend. You should know what to do. And then we get a flashback, which if we weren't, if Hatch and I weren't already mad at this point, this just made us mad. A hundred percent. So we get a flashback to the Twilight Star stuff that happened. It's more of a zoomed in focus on what happened inside the barrier when Rakan was taking the corruption from her. We know what happened there. If you don't know what happened, we have episodes for that. Go listen to those. You'll get more detail. But we get this flashback and immediately jump back to the present where Zaya mentions that she hasn't been completely honest with the team. So now we're having a reveal at the 11th hour, right, where she's like, <laughs> OK, listen, this darkness that's inside me may not just be Zoe's corruption uh, because I've noticed that it doesn't feel like I'm falling to darkness again. I kind of can control it. And they're like, what the hell are you talking about, right? Uh, Because that's a new development. And then the mist disappears. And at this point, a portal opens and Zaya sends her team through it. They kind of get sucked into it. Uh, But Sarah and Arya are resisting that pull because they want to stay with Zaya. Because remember, overarching, this is supposed to be a parallel to the original experience where they ditched her the first time that caused this whole issue. And they don't want that to happen again. They want to be there for her. But she says, nah, this time it's cool because it's my decision, right? I I have the agency here to tell you I don't need your help. And they're like, all right, cool. And they head through the portal. Uh, And so this, the flashback is not only tilting just because it's a flashback, uh, (laughs) which we've discussed this before. If you've listened to our previous episodes, we have definitely mentioned it through the Star Guardian stuff, but um, like there's there's a good way to do a flashback and there's not. Uh, So not only is this just a flashback that's not really needed because this is all being released at the same time, but it's a flashback that is giving us panels for the short story. And it's literally panels of stuff. Not only do we not care to see, (laughs) but of things that actually had illustrations 
in the short story. There was an illustration of Rakan holding Zaya and Zaya crying. So it's not like you even added anything with this flashback. You gave us nothing. You took up like six panels and gave us nothing. Uh, so yeah, yeah, the flashback just awful, just horribly done. Read this comic if you are trying to write a story of your own to learn what not to do in a flashback. <laughs> uh, this is a great example of it. Um, I do like though that with before Sarah and Ari end up going back to Valoran to let Zaya fight on her own. I like that Zaya acknowledges that hey, I a part of me understood. Yeah. why you did what you did um so you know at the very least there's a little bit of like some character development there and it's good that it's happening at the place that it all began so it's like that that is that's a bit of good storytelling and it's just completely washed away yeah. by the six panels of just needlessness <laughs> yeah. so after this point is the cherry on top of disappointment for us. Uh, so I'll go through it. I'm going to try to make sure I get this all down. So My Zaya begins God. to mix the light with the dark uh, together with her power. And she lunges at Rakan. And he's kind of in this confused state, seeing this new power activated. And he's like, what's going on? And we get this flash of light of them jumping, uh, jumping or lunging at each other. And then we jump a month later to Valorant City. So... <laughs> Let me repeat, we get a panel of her mixing her darkness magic with her light magic, jumping at Rakan, flash of light, jump to a month later in you Valorant know, City. Let, let, let me help you with this. Go ahead. Yes. With this, re please. this repetition. Please, let please. me repeat. So, <laughs> so we jumped a month to add Ari and Sarah to the party. Then we jumped a month. <laughs> To get to the chaos realm, and then we jumped a month before we even fought anything. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. That's yeah, a okay, fiscal continue. quarter for you people. For you people following at home, earnings reports are coming out once again within the span of two comics. Uh, within two chapters. <laughs> so after this flashlight, the jump a month, Zaya is sitting at a cafe having a cute snack with a normal Rakan standing right next to her. We have no context. And then the rest of the team is like, okay, we're going to have a snowball fight. We get a panel of them having a snowball fight. And then Kaisa and Akali show up. And Akali's acting like a fangirl, totally outside of, like, her normal persona, her normal characteristics. Kaisa kind of calms her down, and then she asks Zaya and Rakan for tips about being a Star Guardian. And Zaya says, quote, enjoy the ride and always remember who and what you love. And then it just ends. It just fucking ends. <laughs> what is happening? So, so not only, not only <laughs> have we gone through a fiscal quarter <laughs> in two chapters, but this last month jump interrupted the fight. <laughs> 
Like we don't even we don't even get to see how Zaya embraces the darkness inside of her. No Sakuga. There's no Sakuga. <laughs> we get no explanation of how embracing darkness oh, cures Rakan of his darkness. <laughs> so apparently, two wrongs do make a right. And the only bit of development that we get here is the guys at Riot being like, we changed our mind about how we want Akali to act. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Riot, explain. (laughs) Explain. (laughs) Like, it was just, this last chapter was just a roller coaster. Uh, Like, but... It's, well, instead of it being a roller coaster of emotions, it was just one of those like water rides where it's in the log ride and it's literally just a drop into a big <laughs> splash. This was just downward momentum, and then and then a panel that says the end, as if asking literally. you, "Would you like to buy a picture? Would you like to pay? <laughs> would you like to pay thirty dollars to see a picture of you on this ride?" Like that that's what this last chapter and was. And to make it is, even worse, where it says the end, the background graphic, it's just the Eiffel Tower. Essentially. Yeah, like it's just just the Eiffel Tower with a shooting star on it. Yep. Um I, I've actually had the comic like pulled up on my phone, uh, so that I like as a reference point. Yeah. And like the the panel of it is like what's actually illustrated is so small that I didn't scroll all the way to it. So then like the shooting star thing, I was like, oh, damn, I cracked my phone. Uh, no, no, I did not. I just this is just how much space they decided to take with the end thing because they clearly were just like, we are so done trying to figure out witty lines for Rakan. Get us out of here. Yeah. So and luckily they they got me on the same boat. I wanted out of here too. Yeah. It's I, so just a little bit. You know that puts an end to this. I mean, the majority of the story. The next part we'll be covering. You know, some of the remaining bios. We'll be covering the video that came out alongside the remaining stuff, and we'll put a pin in this adventure. But let us apologize uh, ahead of time for this lackluster uh, performance because Hatch and I are already hesitant with how the story continued with the chase for Rakan uh, and how we felt the story should have tried to continue, or if at all. Um, a lot of people are familiar with the original ending of Bleach versus where we ended up. We won't go down that route, but. Lord. (laughs) Everyone has been here before with some property they love. The overall chunk of the Star Guardian stuff is fun. Uh, This, this chat, this issue uh, definitely rubs us the wrong way, but it's not, it doesn't diminish everything we've done to get to this point. Still connected with the characters, still a fun ride. The animation was pretty solid. I mean, even though the animation or the, uh, the drawing did, or the illustration did get, uh, a little more shoddy towards the later chapters. Uh, you could tell, like, the way they drew the um, avatars was a little bit, you know, rushed, and the characters don't look as crisp. But right. maybe there's factors we don't know. Uh, overall, passing score, uh, beyond passing score. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, this it's is still, where we're at. I mean, like, <laughs> at, at, at the over, the big picture is that we're in part nine of, mm-hmm. like, ten parts. Yeah. And... Out of all of that, there's really only, like, two chapters that really kind of tilted us. Um, yeah, while, exactly. Well, also, like, I mean, the the big thing, and we talked about it in our last episode, uh, 
well, not in our last episode. We talked about it in the last episode covering those short stories. Yeah. Um, and so the people who've been here for the whole ride, you've heard us say it. We, we did not want Rakan back. Yeah. It, it's nothing against Rakan. It was more of just like, you know, let death be death. Let his sacrifice, you know, be a sacrifice. Like, do not diminish what he did for the galaxy yeah. as well as what he did for Zaya. Uh, it's like, don't diminish that. And instead, we got a panel of him crying next to a dessert on a stick while Zaya <laughs> was eating it. Yeah. Uh, so clearly we we it's like yeah we we weren't going to be happy about it. <laughs> like yeah. there's like I mean like uh, we both agree as that you know that's just not a good way of like telling a story yeah. that in, involves death and a lot of really good magical girl uh genre or the uh sentai genre a lot of the really good stories that stick out to people who consume a lot of it, uh, they get dark. Like, yeah. And so having a happy, bubbly ending is not – you have to do it really well for it to be good. Yeah. Uh, and I can only think of one like that, which is Cardcaptor Sakura, and, and that's it. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the other ones that are super bubbly and stuff like I like are nothing compared to Cardcaptor. Yeah. Uh, so – Giving this, like trying to tie a nice little bow on the story was not going to be a good way, I think, of approaching it. Or yeah. like, or you would have had to give us another big batch like that, uh, like the big story that we got of the fight in Valoran against uh, Zoe, Zion, Rakan, and give us that big batch so that we could get details of what darkness is in Zaya and how that combines with light to actually save a fallen star guardian. Yep. We didn't get any of that. We just got a panel of like, Oh, what's this? What's eat dessert? <laughs> what? That, that answers nothing. It does nothing. Yes. Yeah, so. e everything. It, it, it feels reminiscent back to that original point that I put pointed out when Senna asked about Oriana's origin and Zaya was like, it's just magic. All of this experience that we've talked about with these last couple issues feel like the same result of the, you know, the writers, the illustrators saying to us, it's just magic, right? That That's how yeah. that feels. It's the same yeah. answer. Just shut up and ride. Just <laughs> shut up and ride. But uh, uh, I mean, we, we are here to not shut up. So uh, th <laughs> this is why we're going to harp on it. <laughs> but yeah, overall, great. And listen, once again, if you've made it this far, you get your badge for part nine. And there's one more part to go. So, you know, hydrate, stay vigilant. We'll be back soon. Thanks for listening. Next episode. Part 10. Next episode. The end of this saga that has the been months. <laughs> the end of reminding Hetch, he says, Stardian. <laughs> so the final Stardian part will be soon. Thanks again. We'll be back soon with the next episode. Take care, everybody. <laughs>